Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. It's no longer Monday, and that's a good thing. The phone lines are open 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Hey, isn't it interesting? And I, I'm, I'm going to ask uh, this question and make this observation with the idea that you probably had the same thought or something akin to the same thought that I did yesterday when you heard that Barack Obama's personal chef chef, had a paddleboarding accident and drowned. My immediate thought was, what did he do? My... my, I've gotten, and maybe you are, I've gotten so freaking cynical towards these people no i know i just triggered a few people no not because they're not black people them they the people who actually run this country whoever they are the shadow government the deep state barack obama's posse (laughs) you know whoever they are i hear that his personal chef off the coast of the vineyard had a paddleboarding accident and died. And rather than my immediate thought being, oh, that's so sad, my initial thought is, what did he do? <laughs> How did he screw up? Isn't that dark? I mean, that's kind of where we are right now, isn't it? I mean, if you have any thoughts on that, give me a call. I mean, that's, that was my initial thought. I'm sitting there with my wife last night, and she just randomly brought it up, you know, hey, did you see Barack Obama's uh, chef died, uh, drowned? I wonder what he did. I mean, he almost, used, he almost used the same exact words. And I didn't even know until I heard my man Trey talking about this, uh, and it, maybe I knew about it at the time, but I guess Bill Clinton's uh, chef at some point, uh, you know, went bye-bye. So I, I, I don't know. That's just where we are right now, isn't it? What do he do? What do he see? What do he overhear? <laughs> And, uh, you know, and again, let me put it out there. It's very sad. It is. You know, he's a guy, he's a 45-year-old guy. That's pretty young, Uh, (laughs) you know, uh, in my opinion at this point. 45 is not old. Tafari Campbell was his name from Virginia. And he uh, had been with the Obamas since uh, his time in the White House. And in fact, I remember seeing the guy being interviewed in the White House, and apparently, when they went to when they, he got out of office, so to speak. Why don't we describe it this way? When he got his next appointment to run the country, though nobody really knows what's going on, he brought this guy with him to the vineyard, to Malfa's Vineyard, uh, and they are heartbroken. They released a statement, and uh, it's very shocking and. We, we we sort of know what happened. Uh, he's a paddle boarder, or was paddle boarding with another dude uh, off the beaches of, of Martha's Vineyard. Uh, and according to the Associated Press, he, quote, struggled on the surface, went under, and didn't surface. Uh, none of the Obamas were around at the time of his death. Uh, I, I don't know. It's It's... I understand a few things about the water having grown up at the beach and on Chesapeake Bay, and and certainly you have under the undertow. Uh, you know, when you, you you're, you're an island, you're you're getting some action from the ocean, so you got some pretty bad undercurrents and undertows and things of that nature, and I that crap can pull you down. I mean, it, it very quickly. But the people it, it really kind of grabs a hold of are the people who don't expect it to be there. And and somebody who lives on Martha's Vineyard, I'm just putting on my QAnon tinfoil hat here. It, you know, it, it, you would know, right? I mean, you you would know to be careful in cert, at certain times of the day. You would know to be careful around certain areas of the beach. Uh, and I, I don't know. I mean, if you're paddle boarding, you're, I would assume you're somebody who knows how to swim, but if he's, if he went under, it does kind of, I mean, if I'm being, you know, objective and not trying to layer up some kind of weird conspiracy on this thing, you know, if he's, if he's, if he went under, it's because he was pulled under and probably a current got him of some kind. Uh, but I, I, I think it is an interesting observation 
that when you hear about such a thing, which again is just a probably just a sad and stupid tragedy. I mean, people unfortunately on planet Earth we sometimes die for the dumbest of reasons, you know, that are inexplicable, and you just hit the wrong current at the wrong time on this paddleboard. But isn't it interesting how I think a lot of our minds immediately went there to this idea that something else happened? I mean, don't it, come on. Every time you hear about anyone who is close to the Clintons passing away, isn't your immediate thought, well, they killed him? <laughs> so I don't know. My immediate thought with this guy was, what did he do? What did he see? Now, I have a colleague who shall remain nameless, uh, but his initials are Trey Ware. And he, uh, <laughs> we were talking off mic. And we were talking about what this guy might have seen. And Trey suggested something. Did he see Michelle's, you know, (laughs) her Adam's apple? You know, did he he see something that he shouldn't have seen? (laughs) She's actually a man, baby, and he saw it, and so they had to get rid of a man. You know, uh, uh, somebody's holding, uh, you know, uh, uh, a chloroform, a chloroform handkerchief to his mouth while Obama's saying, I think it's time to go waterboarding. You know, I don't know. I'm not alleging anything. I'm just saying it is interesting. It is an interesting moment in American history where the personal chef of a former president dies uh, through a mishap with a waterboard. And your immediate thought is, well, what did he do? What did he see? Why did they take him out? <laughs> and I'm not laughing at the guy's death. I'm just, I, I'm laughing that that was my initial reaction. Was it your initial reaction? I bet you for a lot of you it was. Because you know what? Biden ain't running Bartertown, okay? Biden ain't running Jack. I'll tell you who's running this country, and Trey and I talk about it a lot, and I i really kind of come around to this idea. Behind the scenes, it's that Obama crowd, man. You look at uh, Biden's cabinet, it's infested with scumbags from the previous president's uh, administration. Many of whom just stayed in place through the Trump years. I mean, it, you know, we're, we are talking about the, the deep state. And the deep state, the guys in the shadows, they're the ones actually running this country, whether they're born of the DOJ or the Department of Education or the IRS or the FBI. So, yeah, when you're dealing with a level of corruption at this level on a daily basis, yeah, I'm wondering what the dude did or what he saw. What do you think? 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Uh, we're talking about uh, Barack Obama's uh, personal chef uh, drowning, unfortunately, in a sad and tragic accident with a waterboard off Martha's Vineyard. Here's Daniel. Daniel, how are you? Yes, they gave him a new recipe. They wanted him to make nose candy for the hunter. Oh, my God. And he said no, so he ended up with the fishies. All right, he sleeps with the fishes. All right, thanks, man. <laughs> Hunter's always good for a good Coke joke, you know what I mean? Like, if you want to toss some cocaine humor in there, you can always invoke the name of Hunter Biden. If it was the Obama's Coke, nobody ever would have found it. Uh, 210-599-5555. Also, I have to admit to you guys, I admitted this on Where and Rhyme. I'm going to admit it now that I willfully chose to break the law coming into work today. I broke the law. I should be arrested. If Javier can take a break from trying to uh, bring down Ron DeSantis, you might want to slide on by here and put the bracelets on me. I broke the law, man. I, I don't know if you guys have, have, have experienced this in this neighborhood. But I've been experiencing this with one turn light in this neighborhood for damn near 10 years, 12 years. It's the turn left turn light at Eisenhower and Harry Wurzbach, mm-hmm. or Wurzbach, depending on how you pronounce it. Right. And I, I'm driving in this morning. I turn on that light to come to the radio station, and I sat there, and it didn't turn green. I went through three cycles, didn't turn green. And finally, finally, I went out law, and I broke the law. 
And I just turned, man. I waited till the coast was clear, and I just right. freaking turned. I'm like, I got to be on the air at 7. I got to get – I only got an hour. <laughs> I run lights on Eisenhower almost every week. This, is this not a classic problem with the lights on Eisenhower, that sometimes they just don't do anything? Because I've experienced this over and over and over again. They're not pulling me over at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> They're asleep. I just I had no choice. I'm like I'm I got to get in. I got to make my final notes here. Right. And uh, you know, I'm a little slow, so it took 3 cycles for me to realize, oh, it's not going to change. <laughs> Morgan had been gone, you know, uh, 30 seconds into it, but I'm like, oh, yeah. wait one more time if it doesn't change this time, then I'm just going to go. I'm just going to turn and I'm just going to go. I'm going to do it, man. I'm, I'm going to do it, man. You know, and so I did. I broke the law. Right. So arrest wow. me. Come on by, Javier, and arrest me. Be good to see you. You I know, know, I'm just saying. I don't know if that's something he would take time to do. SAPD, perhaps, would come over. And... Chief McManus, I broke the law. Why don't you come on down here and, yeah. and arrest me? There's often a police officer parked out yeah. back. So. I could use a few days off, three hots in a cot, you know? Right. <laughs> Why do you know that phrase? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Breaking the law, breaking the Who does it? No, you didn't know that I know that line. Three hots in a cot, you know? I'm just saying I broke the law. And unlike my wife, when she's driving, I, I admit to sometimes doing things that, that I shouldn't do. Uh, and so I, I just wanted to get that clear my conscience on the air. I broke the law. I turned on a red left-turning signal that would not change. In a sense, Ron Nuremberg put me in this position. Why do you say that? Because he doesn't do jack about the lights or the potholes or the state of the streets in this town because he's too worried about making the freaking trannies happy. So you know what? Just so Jalen can sit his bizarre ass on the city council. And, uh, I, I, you know, I got to sit at a damn red light forever. Well, you a white man. You deserve to sit there at that red damn light. You got it coming because of your privilege. I want your ass sitting there at the light. I'm just saying. It's no, Nuremberg's you, fault I had to break the law. You, you exercised your white privilege when you ran the red light. The laws mean nothing to me. There's two tiers of justice, pal. Okay, I'm a, I'm a cracker. I'm a honky. And I, I, I broke the law. But it's okay. Hunter and I are both going to skate. <laughs> and you do art. Yeah. Well, so. And I do. My, well, I'm not a great painter, but I can paint a smidge better than that guy. That's spin art, man. What he does is carnival spin art, okay? And he gets paid kajillions of dollars uh, by Chinese investors, <laughs> Ukrainian businessmen. I'm getting a little off topic. Point being, I broke the freaking law, and I'd do it again if the same situation were, were the same, and I had no other choice. I'm just saying I wanted it off my chest. And personally, I blame Ron Nuremberg for my inability to make a left turn this morning. Do you feel any better at all? Or? No, I still feel guilty. But that's kind of a normal state for me. You know, I, I feel weird when I don't feel guilty about crap. So, you know, it's just one more thing to throw in the pile. So, anyway, that was my morning. Uh, if you've ever... <laughs> You're throwing yourself on the mercy of the court at this point. <laughs> Not the first time. Two months ago. Well, I want to know more about this. Ah, you know. uh, it was a, I'm assuming it wasn't a traffic violation. I've, all right. I, you know, I'm not going to say anymore. I'm just right. saying, you know. Have you ever had a, a moving violation from a police officer? Have they cited you for speeding? or? No, I never get uh, cited for speeding. Well, just the I get cited for going too, going too slow. Running the occasional <laughs> red light. I'm trying to think if I've ever had a traffic ticket or been pulled over for anything. I don't think I have. Yeah. Uh, I have, yeah. You've been pulled over. I'm no surprise there. You, yeah. I see. I drive so slow and wimpy, as my wife says, that I'm never, I never put myself in a position to be pulled over for anything. Mm -hmm. But you, James, do you you get pulled over a lot? Is because you you drive like a lunatic or what? No, younger days, you know, speeding, uh, right? No car insurance at the time. (laughs) 
I can't get pulled over, man. Yeah, but that's very, that's a tradition unlike any other in San Antonio. No car insurance, that's over half the town. Stop it. Well, the other half ain't got a valid license. You know what I mean? Right. I'm just keeping it real. I'm trying to fit in, man. That's what I'm doing. Anyway, That's why the state decided the, the vehicle inspections are no longer necessary. Why the hell? What's, what's the point, what's the man? Point, man? No one's getting it done anyway. <laughs> Nobody can. I, 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 have inter- I, have inter- I have encountered more people in this town who will say to you, damn cops, man, they're gunning for me, pulled me over again. I can't drive. And I'm like, well, why'd they pull you over? And, well, I had a brake light out. Well, okay, well, why don't you fix it? Because my driver's license is not valid. <laughs> and God, he, he charged me with that, man. I'm like, well, what the hell did you expect? Man, always trying to bring me down. Man's always got his foot on my neck. Well, get a valid freaking driver's license, man. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Bob. Bob, how are you? I'm fine, brother. Hey, but Coney Heights still has the red light cameras. You can get a ticket for that, too. Where? Balcones Heights. Oh, Balcones Heights. Yeah. I never go there. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm like my, I'm like an old friend of mine. I drive around Leon Valley at this point, so I don't have to worry about that place either. <laughs> anyway. All right, thanks, Bob. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Even Bob got annoyed with himself. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to move. Can't on. believe I called. Two one zero five. Five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Ask your smart speaker to play us. This is News Talk five fifty KTSA and FM one zero seven one. Yeah, we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Hi. The phone lines are open. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Your Vice President Kamala Harris, who I am convinced is going to be the next President of the United States of America after they shuffle Joe off and cheat the election. Kamala Harris is a freaking idiot. I think we all agree on that. Uh, But, God, she just makes black women look so stupid, doesn't she? I, I don't know who's working harder to make black women look dumber, Whoopi Goldberg or Kamala Harris. Whoopi at least can, you know, put a cogent thought out there. I don't, I don't know if this, the tr- same is true of Kamala Harris. And uh, once again, she did it uh, this weekend or Friday or whenever the hell it was, uh, because Florida sucks. Florida's all about their QAnon Nazis, right? DeSantis is Hitler. Uh, even though a whole lot of black people love living in Florida and voted for Ron DeSantis after the hurricane, man. And they've got a new uh, curriculum for African-American history uh, that the Florida Board of Education has approved. And Kamala Harris was out there making a jackass out of herself talking about how racist this idea is. This idea that as a part of the African-American history curriculum, uh, students uh, will uh, learn uh, from a section on how, quote, slaves developed skills which in some instances could be applied for their personal benefit. Now, I don't care what the color of your skin is. If you're a reasonably thinking human being and you're breaking down that statement, what, what, is, what, what do you learn from that one statement alone? Slaves develop skills which, in some instances, could be applied for their personal benefit. Is that statement saying slavery is good and help people? No. (laughs) No, it's not. I didn't read any of the curriculum. All I read was that statement, and what that statement tells me is that as a slave who is forced to do crap for other people if you're on a plantation well you're probably going to learn some agriculture you're probably going to learn how to seed a field you're probably going to learn about simple irrigation how do you find a well yes uh you, you, you know you're gonna if you're inside i'm just being honest you're gonna what you're gonna learn other stuff it's not saying slavery is good it's saying as a result of slavery Okay, the man who unfortunately was a dumbass is teaching you stuff that you can actually use in your life later on or even while you're living under slavery. If you learn agriculture on the plantation, you learn how to grow your own food. 
if you're working inside the house, you're learning how to cook. You're learning uh, uh, possibly, you know, how, how to it, it, it make clothing. You're, you're learning things, uh, and they learned a lot of things and skills that once slavery was abolished, many of those folks then used on their own plot of land in their own lives to survive, to get by, and some, and in some cases, perhaps to flourish. You, you know, and, and that's all this. I and I, I then I read about the statement. I read about the curriculum. That's precisely what they're saying: is that you, it's not saying slavery benefited slaves. It's saying they learned things that they could use for themselves. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Kamala Harris, though. Went off on a jackass rant, as vacuous as vacuous can be, man, declaring that in Florida they, quote, decided middle school students will be taught that enslaved people benefited from slavery. They insult us in an attempt to gaslight us, and we will not stand for it. In case you had any doubts, Kamala Harris is, in fact, a dumbass. Do you mean like George Washington Carver, born into slavery and then became an agricultural scientist and that type of stuff, Sean? Frederick Douglass. I mean, look, look, a lot of these people, yeah, a lot of these people. Is that what you're talking about? You know, I mean, you can read, yes, you can read basic history and find that there were slaves who at some point learned to read so they could teach the guys, the, the, the plantation owner's son, how to freaking read and write. That's a skill they could then use for their own benefit. And what's even weirder about this, and we'll take a call, is that one of the uh, people that were called in to Florida to help develop and write this curriculum was Dr. William Allen, who served uh, as the chairman for the former, uh, the U.S. He was the former chairman for the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights in Florida's African American History Standards Work Group. He helped write the curriculum. This may come as a shock to you, but he's an African American history scholar, and he's black. He did an interview with ABC News after Kamala gave this dumbass speech. And said, I helped write the curriculum. That's She's lying. And guess what happened to the interview? It never aired. Because ABC News, being populated with a bunch of liberal white a-holes, would rather Kamala Harris look like a dumbass as long as it serves their narrative than have the reality come in with the guy who actually wrote the damn curriculum saying, no, it's not, what, that's not, it's not the curriculum. She's lying. They'd rather S-can the truth for the BS that comes out of Kamala Harris's mouth because it serves them better. Because really all they care about is that Ron DeSantis is Hitler. <laughs> it's amazing, man. Here's Paul. Paul, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Hey, just a couple of points on what you were talking about. One thing I've noticed is the left has learned to fight over words, because that's what they're fighting over in this, a few words that were in that sentence, whereas we tend on the right to fight over the meaning of what those words represent. Right. So they took, you know, and then on the other side, I was arguing with somebody about this on Facebook chat, and I was like, you're fighting about what a, what a slave could have learned that might have helped him. I say, but you promote what prisoners that are locked up, you know, by their own volition, learn, and then you celebrate it when they get out and they're able to use those skills. That's you know? a great point. No, that's a great point, man. You're absolutely right. <laughs> so I just wanted to say that in case you ever, in case you ran up against it, because it, it kind of puts the people back. So you have a good day. Thanks, sir. I appreciate that. that's an excellent arguing or debate point. You know, point. he's Paul. absolutely right. What's that? Paul got a point on that one. Yes, he did. I mean, you know. And, and here's why. Because the left in this country right now are absolutely full of crap. They contradict their own positions routinely. Again, and to understand what I'm talking about there, all you have to do is remember that this is the party that brought us feminism, and yet they're peeing all over women's rights right now with the tranny trip. Because it just doesn't matter. 
The narrative is all that matters, and we've always been at war with East Eurasia. 210-599-5555, The news, weather, traffic, and sports for your day. Always on News Talk 550 KTSA. All day, every day. And FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. We're seeing breaking news, uh, and James has brought this to my attention during the break, that LeBron James's son, who is 18, and as far as we know, reasonably healthy prior. Yeah, he's a freshman at USC, and they were at basketball practice on campus at USC. And he suffered a cardiac arrest. 18 years old. Is he? I mean, is he okay now? Do we he's know? Out. He's out of ICU, right? but obviously still in the hospital. And that's all we have as far as information. But come on, man. Healthy 18-year-old athlete. How many healthy 18 to 22, 23-year-old athletes in the prime of their health have just fallen over since, yeah, the COVID vax? And if you want to call me an anti-vaxxer, I don't care. There's That's the only thing that's different. Trey's actually, as an athlete, he's been on this pretty tight since this thing started happening. He said, have you noticed this is going on? He had me keeping count, and I yeah. told him I can't keep up anymore. These, these are healthy young people who are suffering major cardiac events. I didn't have any cardiac events until I was in my 50s. Which is when people, between 40 and 50, that's when you have your heart attacks. And these are young people, and baby, the only thing is different is the vax. There's nothing else. I look at things, I, I break that down in my mind. That's how I look at stuff. If you have something that's happening a lot, whatever it may be, you look at, well, what's different? Because if things are the same now than they were, uh, you know, a few years ago and nothing's changed, a little harder to figure out what's going on. But uh, when you look at what is different, the only thing that's different is the vax. The only thing that's different is COVID. And we have all these young people just falling over. I I don't think you're uh, a weirdo, a conspiracy nut, or Alex Jones being Alex Jonesy if you start to question why is this going on, man? And what's different? There's only one factor that is new to our existences, and it's that damn vax. And uh, we've had people, we had people back in the day that, that remember, we, Trey and I were talking about uh, this letter that a, a whole bunch of doctors and researchers had submitted to the government uh, at the height of COVID saying, uh, we, we have some real reservations about the vaccines. The masks don't work. The social distancing doesn't work. Uh, didn't they, I think Trey brought up, didn't they have like blood clot? They, they saw blood clot issues with people. Uh, as a result of this vax, uh, it's all conjecture. I'm not, you know, I don't know one way or the other. But blood clots explain what? Major cardiac events. When a blood clot goes traveling, you know, you, it might be up for you. So I, I I, don't know, man, but it's it's weird. And we wish his son well. I'm, you know, LeBron James, that's his kid. Nobody <laughs> expects their 18-year-old kid to fall over from a heart attack. You know, so uh, I, I'm not such an anti-LeBron James guy that I don't that I don't feel bad. It's like, well, dude, I hope he, your kid's all right. But I, I think at some point we have to start saying, hey, what's going on here? In, in, a, in a serious way. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Okay? Th- these are the, the people we're dealing with who, you know, we dealt with through COVID and we're still dealing with. Uh, are now presently the very same people who are trying to label a Kennedy as an anti-vaxxer. Because <laughs> being an anti-vaxxer, bad. Asking questions about the vax, bad. That's what bad haters and racists do. So, I, you know, given the politic, the political stink that still rots the uh, the marrow of uh, uh, of the COVID thing. You're not gonna. I don't. I doubt very seriously you're gonna see any kind of focused examination into what's going on here, because because it's the only thing that's different. You inherently have to have the conversation about why are all these young people falling over, if you're gonna look at and and you have to invoke 
the vaccine and and the COVID experience in order to even have that conversation. And a lot of people just don't want to have that conversation. We, we got some jackass that was a medical guy, medical contributor for CNN and MSNBC, who's calling for a COVID, a Barbie COVID bump. Because a lot of people went to see the damn movie this weekend, and they're just they're not wearing masks. They're not socially distancing. Uh, I don't. He said, "I don't mean to be a Debbie Downer, but I, I suspect we're going to see a COVID bump, an oppie bump, or a Barbie bump." He called it. You can't have a serious conversation about what's going on with young people and these blood clots and these heart attacks with a guy like that. Alex, what's going on? I got to be quick, man. What, what are you thinking? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so to get out of the Barbie box, would that make sense of uh, miscarriages as well? Uh, I have no idea what you just said. Two one zero five. I didn't really get the joke. I don't have much time. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 uh, KTSA. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. And I want to talk uh, about, well, frankly, deodorants for your butt crack. That's coming up uh, at uh, at uh, 10 a.m. I've noticed something in marketing, and I kind of briefly touched on this. That's right. I said butt crack. I briefly touched on this on Friday. We're going to get a little bit deeper into it coming up. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. How the hell are you? The phone lines are open 210 599 5555. 210 599 Let me ask you a question. How. How much do you worry about, like, Generation Z and whatever the generation is going to be called that comes after them and how, just how they're going to fare in life? You know what I mean? How they're going to do with stuff living in this country. Uh, if we continue on the same track we're on, and you know, I've got a lot of recent examples in my head, you know, like AOC last week running her mouth at that hearing with the uh, with the IRS guys and just making absolute no freaking sense whatsoever and frankly sounding like a 17 year old uh i i you know i there's there's a lot about that generation that troubles me in that they they went through a dramatically different public education system than we did you you interact with folks of that age group and 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 i'm just being observant you know very often you you, you what you discover is there's not a lot of civics there there's not a lot of working history or knowledge of history um whatever political beliefs they have tend to be very you know surface level and one-dimensional and they don't really have a, a a lot of arguments or reason reasoning behind why they claim to believe what they believe uh i also believe a lot of uh the public education system is to blame for the fact that we're graduating generations of people who have no critical thinking skills whatsoever. They they just they can't figure stuff out on their own. Or it's extremely difficult for them to figure stuff out on their own. We we it, and I'll blame my generation of parenting. We we have allowed a generation to come into being that they really most of the time need someone to tell them how to do how to do something or what decision to make and and you know and I and, and the thing about generations as they they pass by and work their way through life is that every generation kind of gets its moment in the sun, right? Every generation at at some point arrives in that magical Goldilocks zone of eighteen to thirty four, and the eighteen to thirty four year olds, uh, you know, are the ones running the country. They're the ones largely populating. Well, thirty four. Let's say eighteen to forty, forty five, whatever. When their generation comes into being or comes into its moment, they'll be running the government. All marketing will be focused on them. They'll be the creators of culture and marketing. Uh, and I, I and, I, and I, I just, I don't know. It's, I, I'm noticing a, a kind of a childishness as far as the marketing towards that generation as they come into their own. And as they become the dominant generation in this country. And 
the marketing is is talking to them as if they are, you know, grown ass adults who are still kind of living like kids. And I'm I make I'm going to make a funny point at some point or a funny observation at some point. But it it really it undergirding this is a very serious idea as to who are they going to be and what is going to how are they going to make their way through this country especially if this country kind of continues on the track it's on where the government is just going to tell your ass what to do and in at all levels. I mean now they want the freaking water heaters and you know then Trey mentioned the ceiling fans. This is a government that wants a whole bunch of people they can tell what to do and unfortunately you have a generation coming up that wants to be told what to do. I mentioned on Friday that, you know, I, I, I heard a commercial or I saw a commercial on TV because one thing, the other thing I've noticed about Generation Z, if we're going to focus on them, uh, is that these are people that talk in a predominantly a very kind of a coarse way. You know what I mean? And that doesn't necessarily translate into, into cussing so much. As you know, I, I don't know how to explain this. You know, it, it, it's almost kind of a very teeny bopper way of talking. You've heard AOC uh, in between bites of chicken nuggets, you know, uh, kind of talk that way. And I, the, the example I saw on Friday or heard on Friday or, the, or last week was that I talked about on Friday is I'm watching a commercial for prostate medication. And very obviously, the makers of this prostate medication are are kind of looking ahead and looking at the, at the next generation of people who are going to require their medication. And they're talking about, you know, urine streaming, basically. And the guy with the voiceover, in a very serious way, is asking men, grown-ass men, do you pee frequently at night? Does it take you longer to pee? You know. And the first time I heard that, I was like, did he just say pee? And then on Friday, I posted a meme about it. Some of you probably cracked up over it. But I, I'm watching the Hallmark Channel with my wife. And a commercial comes on for a body deodorant. Predominantly, I'm suspecting, for women. All right? And the the woman who who is the who who is the CEO of this business that makes this body deodorant, I'm listening to her. Talk. I just caught it out of the corner of my ear, and I hear her talk. This deodorant's like great for your pits, <laughs> for your pits, for your crotch, for your butt crack. The chick said butt crack. <laughs> And and then they start listing off all the different fragrances that you can get for the body deodorant to make your butt crack smell better. One of them was patchouli. The one that really beset my mind was toasted coconut. It comes in toasted coconut, a, a deodorant for your pits and your butt crack that smells like toasted coconut. And at first I thought it was funny and I laughed my head like, well, that's just stupid. What the hell is going on? We have no class. I mean, how many commercials do you encounter on a daily basis on TV that are talking about some really gross crap? <laughs> and, and there was a time where nobody really had to mention the really gross crap you need this for, you need that for. Now we just come right out and say it, man. Deodorant for your butt crack that smells like toasted coconut. And I realized at some point, okay, you think Kamala Harris is a dumbass. Just wait till one of these people is president. You know what I mean? That's just this, we talk to we still talk to these grown ass adults like they're little children, and we still treat them like they're little children. I need a deodorant for my butt crack because I don't want to smell bad when I'm at recess. You know. And again, AOC is kind of the perfect example, uh, and I bring this video up because I'm like, that's it. That's our whole generation. James and Don remember this, where she does the video in her limousine and she's snacking on chicken nuggets like a nine-year-old. I bet that chick would starve to death if you banned her from eating chicken nuggets and Hot Pockets. And she's a grown-ass adult. She's a U.S. congressperson. I love chicken nuggets. I like the dinosaur-shaped ones. 
But sometimes it makes my butt crack smell, and then I need some toasted coconut to make my butt crack smell better. And my bitch, too. They're a generation of freaking children that are never going to freaking grow up, man. They're just not. They're just not ever going to grow up. And, and you know, I it's, it's, it's kind of interesting to watch because aren't you seeing the marketing kind of start to get them in the sights there and they're starting to try to talk to them on a TikTok level that is just right. insipid? Yeah. Your butt crack. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about the, the feminine hygiene commercials uh, of, the, of the current era, which go into really pretty graphic detail in 30 to 60 seconds, man. But I guess if you don't come right out and say it, little boogers don't even know what the hell you're talking about. You know what I mean? Right. I don't know, man. I, I, people tell I, – we, I, we, we talk about this on the early show a lot that – Going into this next chapter of American history, uh, I'm, I, you know, wh- whether you know we continue on the same path we're on now, and really we'll actually get to a place where the freaking government is telling every, telling you what to do in every situation, or we're gonna try to track back into something we were originally. I don't know, but this younger generation. I'd go crazy if I really just sat and thought about all the stuff that I worry about in regards to them mm-hmm. and who they're going to be in their 40s and 50s. Right. You know what's funny? What? Is that if you go back and watch the movie The Breakfast Club, yeah. the teacher had basically said the same thing you're saying now. Right. That, you know, when he was referring to the students in the Saturday detention, that these were the people who were going to take care of him when he was old, and it scared the hell out of him. Yes, I, so I, that I think guy now. the I cycle am. never ends. It, it just never stops. I guess, but you know? I. But you know what? When we were that age, though, and I, I will compare and contrast here, when we were that age, when we were in high school and even the few years after high school, we sat around and talked about politics. Mm-hmm. We knew what was going on. Right. We understood how the government worked. Well, hold on a second. You talked about politics, and, and sometimes you would talk about politics with people who didn't agree with you. Sure, yet, yes. Yet you were able to discuss it without, you know, having oh, it come yeah. to fisticuffs or a screaming match or whatever. All the time. Right. We had, you know, that's what I loved about being young was yeah. the, the the conversation that we used to have. Right. We we were book readers. We, you know, we loved reading books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just now that stuff just isn't there. And I get it's been replaced by social media and it's a whole new way of interacting with other human beings. But you combine that with the fact that they don't have critical thinking skills. They are kind of treated like kids well beyond the age of adulthood. Right. Who are they going to be in their 50s, man? No, You know, it's not too often that I can look back at something a teacher. I've been out of school for 40 years. Right. Uh, uh, something a teacher would have said to me at some point, but it was a civics teacher named Mr. Hale, who uh, we were talking about people arguing over politics or whatever. Right. And he said to me, being passionate doesn't make you knowledgeable. (laughs) (laughs) He's so right. This was in 1983, the man said this to me. Fresh. And and so, you know, I was like, well, damn it, he was right. (laughs) Yeah, because now now it's all passion and no argument whatsoever. In fact, if you suggest an argument, you're probably a racist. And there you go. You know, I mean, and, and you know, th- these types of things get thrown at you when you try right. to make a point. Well, you're obviously a racist, or right. you're obviously this, that, or the other thing. Well, no, obviously not. <laughs> you know, you're not listening to what's going on. So, yeah, you know, I see where you're coming from, but I, I just, you know, this is just a vicious cycle we live in. Kind of the wheel has turned, and it was yeah. the same. We people thought older folks thought of us in the same way, right? But we still knew all three branches of the government who the vice president was. <laughs> well, you know, I think you the, know what I mean. The educational curriculum was different back then as Perhaps. well. These were things we felt it was important to know about. Perhaps. So. Well, good luck with the good luck, Generation Z. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA. It's Sean talking about young people today. And who are they going to be in their 40s and 50s? Let's go to uh, Kent. How are you? Kent. Hey, Sean. Hey. 
Hey, I, I don't want to go all Alex Jones on you or anything like that. But one thing that worries me about this younger generation coming up is we're not teaching how teaching them how to read or write in cursive any longer. And all of our founding documents, the, the Declaration of Independence, uh, the, all of that, our Bill of Rights, all of that was written in cursive. And I think it's it's planned. Because if you don't know what your rights are, you don't know what to protect. Yeah, I mean, the cursive thing, I mean, I never learned how to write in cursive, you know. I mean, I it was there. I, I, I'm more concerned about them being able to read it all. <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying? Too, yeah. I, I appreciate the call. You know, I, I, I'm more concerned about a, a, a person's ability to actually read something and comprehend it and then uh, share their thoughts in the written word and be able to do that in a way where people actually understand what you're saying. You know, I, the, the literacy rates, I think, are probably much worse than we realize. We look at we look at rates uh, out of the education system, and math and reading are in the toilet. You have entire districts in places like Baltimore and D.C. where there's not one kid reading at proficiency level or doing math at proficiency levels. That should disturb the hell out of you. Uh, Bill, how are you? Hey, how's it going, Sean? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Hey, I'm sharing your view, buddy. I think by the time Generation Z gets their day in the sun, the only saving grace we're going to have is AI because it's going to be the only intelligence left on the planet. Well, and you know what? AI is going to do a lot for that generation. I mean, not in a good. I don't not I not in a good way, in my opinion. But they are going to be so dependent on that. The older they get, I believe, that you turn that stuff off, and what do you do? <laughs> you know? Yep. So I don't know. All right, man. I appreciate the call. I mean, I hate to say it that there's a you know, if my phone fell in the river and I lo- I couldn't use it for a few days, I'd be fine. You know what I mean? I, I'd, I'd make it through. You take this little glowy thing away from a 20-year-old or a 25-year-old or a 19-year-old, and I, they're lost. That's what I'm talking about. And, and, again, if you're, you know, creeping up on old fartness like I am, and you're, we're about the same age, I'm not trying to freak you out. But you know at some point they're all, as far as the government, and the 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 leaders uh, and the innovators of our genera- of that of their generation baby at some point they're all going to be AOC i mean she and she is a stupid stupid human being completely self-obsessed with absolutely no logic or reason within you know lurking within her little cell and 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 at some point they're all going to be her president's going to be AOC Members of Congress, the Senate, they're all going to be AOC. And this is, again, where I sort of come back to the idea that I, I, I'm sorry, but at this juncture in American history, I'm, I'm glad I'm in my mid-50s. <laughs> you know, I, I'm glad that you know this isn't the world that I'm going to have to be a part of for forever because I, I just don't know, man. They're going to be like babes lost in the wilderness. Here's Esteban. Man, uh, our generation fouled things up by coddling our kids. I, uh, I agree. I, I, I was in a discussion about camp because I moderate two alumni groups, and they said, oh, that the kiddos call that era a disreputable era. And I said, and I pointed out, yeah, there were some things that were not smart, but my, my mom cuddled me away too much, and I escaped from it at camp. I got to experience a little life on the wild side, and mm. I had to make decisions. Part of the whole focus of the camp was allowing kids to make certain a number of decisions as you grew grew older you had more decisions right to make. well and, and i on and you know some of the walking in the river uh just some adventure stuff right this generation has been denied that and when you do that you learn to make decisions you learn that well, it, and I got to run out. It, it takes longer, and I appreciate the call. When they when you don't learn self reliance and you don't learn some critical thinking skills early on, 
later on, life really has to kick your ass uh, to get you up to speed, so to speak. It's kind of what happened with me. But I, I don't know. I, I got to take a break. Let me, let me, I'll give you some more thoughts when I get back. Uh, 210-599-5555. Your smart speakers are only smart because they listen to KTSA in the car, at work, at home. Tell your smart speaker to play KTSA. And we're back. New Stock 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Just very briefly, uh, uh, you know, we have Fox 29 on here in the studio while I'm doing this program, and I just saw several women twerking uh, on the Sherry Show, and they were all women who probably shouldn't be doing that. I think twerking is something you should leave to the professionals. Right. Why why did you not approve of what they were doing? Yeah, it was the pure physics of it. It's like, right. you know, uh, they could have knocked over a building, you know, or right. they're standing too close to somebody, you know, knock them over. I just, I'm, I'm done with the twerk thing. Uh, and you know what the other thing I just saw on the Sherry show that I'm sick of as well? And you see this more and more. Are these freaking cameras that spin around you? Have you seen those where you stand on like a little round disc? Oh, when they're when they're going to a commercial break and they show yeah, you who's coming out you, next. You see this more in, in award shows, more and more. And I've actually seen ordinary people doing this. Like I'll have these at weddings and crap, you know, where you stand on the thing and the camera goes around you, and, and you can preen and twerk and shake your ass and look at how cool I am. I, I think that needs to stop as well. I'm just, I'm, <laughs> today's show, the theme of today's show is crap that I want to stop. I Crap that Sean wants to end. I'm sick of hearing about butt cracks and, and pits on TV commercials for deodorant. I don't want to see anybody over the age. Well, actually, I don't want to see any non-professionals twerking. I've had my fill of that. Mm-hmm. You do it for a living, you're probably pretty good at it. Yep. Everybody else, you chicks, no, stop. Just stop with the twerking, please. And I want the spinny camera thing to end because I think that's just obnoxious. And I'm done. I just want to get you, that off my chest. You feel better? I do feel better. All right. I do feel better. Because there's still 19 minutes to go. I, I, I'm sure something will tick you off between now and then. Eric Adams! <laughs> See? <laughs> I just want him to stop in general. <laughs> Whatever he's doing, just stop doing that, man. I, I thought De Blasio. De Blasio was the was that he was the mayor of New York City, or was he, he was the governor of New York? I've already forgotten. He was the mayor of New York City, wasn't he? Right. I thought De Blasio, De Blasio was the worst mayor that city had ever seen. Eric Adams, what is wrong with that guy? Uh, you you have, and then we'll talk about you know how we're being sued because we want to enforce our border. Uh, here in Texas. But Eric Adams, uh, the mayor of New York City, uh, is dealing with a lot of unhappy New Yorkers because NYC has about 80,000. Let's see, I, I just saw the number. It's between 70 and 80,000, uh, damn near 70,000 homeless people in New York City. There's 68,884 as of December 2022. 21,000 of those 68,000 homeless people are kids. And these are just the homeless people that make it into the into the shelter system. So the numbers are probably you know profoundly higher with all the folks that aren't making it into these these system these centers, these shelters. And uh, some woman he was talking about something somewhere uh, and he, he was, I guess he was talking, maybe he was talking about home. It was a press conference yesterday and a woman who we find out later is a homeless advocate screamed blank you a hole to Eric Adams rock on. That's being honest. And that's what good New Yorkers used to be, right? <laughs> blank you, you a hole used to be a compliment in New York city. And and how does Eric Adams respond? Chuckling, he says, she said, I'm messing with homeless people. One should be happy if someone wants to make love to them, you know? Hey, let me repeat that. So the woman is upset about all these homeless people in New York 
And she says, blank you, you you a-hole. And his response is, one should be happy if someone wants to make love to them. I didn't, you know, am I the only one who's not getting that? You know, I'm, I'm really not. He's like the really, you ever know like a really unfunny dude? You know what I mean? That thought he was really fun, like, and it comes up with like a like a bizarre response that, in their minds, is really really funny, but to everybody else, it doesn't make any damn sense at all. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you screw off. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, then the aardvark made a grilled cheese sandwich, pal. <laughs> yeah, I guess I got you there. Aardvark made a sandwich. You know, it's like what if. If one should be happy if someone wants to make love to them, like, I can't even find a context for this. I don't even, I have no idea what he's talking about. Maybe he meant to say love on them or something. Does it have something to do with the F-bomb she dropped? It could be. Eric, maybe you ought to just pay attention to what people are yelling at you instead of trying to uh, very awkwardly one-up them. What he needs to do is do it a lot of people in his uh, line of work do and what? that is hire a writer to come hire up with a, a list of comebacks for these zings that come at you from the crowd so that you have a pocket full of zings when, that when actually makes sense when someone someone is heckling you you've got a whole list of things you can say back to them now i i think i'm just gonna steal this and you start using this around the homestead there with my wife and you know if she right. gets on my case for not doing something or not listening you know, I'm just going to be like, yeah, you know what, baby? One should be happy if someone wants to make love to them. Baby, you should be happy if someone wants to make love to you, man. Oh, I'm just saying. Man. No, don't do that. Baby, I'll do the, I said I'd do the dishes, baby. But, you know, one should be happy if someone wants to make love to them. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're, I am going to sling that around, see if it works uh, for me. You're going to die. Probably. And then, and then drop sugar butt. Sugar, sugar butt. butt. That's yeah. how I roll sugar butt. James is being is doing a really good job as a producer to keep reminding me that I'm supposed that's to be saying that's how I roll sugar, but that's something I came phrase. up with. So I'm gonna, I'm just going to combine the two. Mister John, you said you do the ditches. You did not do the ditches. Well, baby, <laughs> baby, in regards to the dishes, baby, in regards to me not doing the dishes, said dishes, baby, one should be happy if someone wants to make love to them. You know what I mean, sugar butt. That's the way. See I how roll. that works. That's how. To, that's that, how I roll. Sugar that butt. flowed flawlessly. It did. Yeah. yeah, it was lovely. Excellent I'm, delivery. I'm a yeah. professional. I lay that trip on her too. You want to get me see my wife's face turn red when I say something stupid and she doesn't laugh? You go, baby, that was professional grade funny, baby. Yeah, I'm I'm paid to be funny, baby. You should be laughing. I don't just give that stuff away for free for nothing. Right. Because you know, baby, one should be happy if someone wants to make love to them. Sugar butt. Two one zero five nine. You wanted to get to be to the point where it's kind of like you know Gary Coleman saying what you talking about, Willis. Yeah, you know people just expect you to say that. That's how I roll, sugar yeah. butt. All right, dynamite. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Yeah, you'll roll with kiss my grits next. <laughs> Life in the seventies. We'll be right back at Shot on News Talk five fifty KTSA. Find what you're looking for. Local news coverage, local traffic. It's all waiting here. Locally oriented, which I like. On News Talk five fifty KTSA. Local radio that's important to me. And FM one zero seven one. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm 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 Chan. I'm Chan. This my show. You Tarzan. Uh, phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Uh, 210-599-5555. Whatever's on your mind. Uh, in the final few moments of the gigola, let's go to uh, Sam. Sam, how are you? Good morning, Mister Senor Sean Rama Arriaga. <laughs> My wife's last name is Ariaga. That's why he says that. Hey, At some point, I'm hey, just going to take. I'm going to take her name. I'm going to take yes, Zobby Sean Ariaga. <laughs> yes. Hey, what's your shirt size? My shirt size? Now yes. it's an extra large. Okay. Used to be a three X. Because you've earned um, um, points after watching um, Hallmark Channel. You, you've earned a, uh, a T-shirt from uh, Hallmark. You're getting me a T-shirt, <laughs> or they're getting me a T-shirt. I look. I'm, this is kind of interesting. This is kind of interesting. Uh, I, I've I've gotten to the point to where 
I've realized it's kind of like seeing the Matrix, uh, you know, like Neo. I kind of realized that 99.9% of everything on television is absolute crap. I don't, I, I, I have, I've lost a lot of my desire to even watch TV. I mean, I, I used to love watching movies. I don't, it's, it's tough to get me to watch an entire movie at this point because so much of it just sucks. And the TV shows themselves aren't all that good that, I do actually, at this point, watch a fair amount of Hallmark Channel because <laughs> I just don't care anymore. So I just, you know what I mean? And it's sometimes so I enjoy watching white people fall in love in Colorado too. All right. So and what's the, your favorite? Which one is your favorite one? I don't care anything Lacey Chabert is in. Oh. I don't care anything Lacey Chabert is in. I will watch. She was on in a movie that took place in Greece the other day, and she's wearing a like a surfer bodysuit. I was like, oh, my God, I bet you're popular. So I, I, watch, uh, I watched a lot of Lacey Chabert on, on. And if my wife didn't have the hots for one of the, a couple of the actors that show up in all these things, I, I w- I'd feel bad about my Lacey Chabert fixation. But you know what? Gets me through the day, man. <laughs> Lacey gets she me through the this, day. She made this one click where she's uh, surfing in Hawaii. I, and, uh, I think that's the one I saw. Up. Okay. It wasn't Greece. Yeah. It was Hawaii. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> she got a big old booty, don't you? <laughs> Among the, yes. Yes. And I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, know, I know now why they got that chicken a lot of jackets, you know, and like long sweaters and stuff, man. Because <laughs> she, she, she's like a bumblebee. She shouldn't be able to fly, man. That's all. And yet fly she does. <laughs> Did you see her in the movie with uh, Matthew McConaughey, girl, uh, Girlfriend's Past, or something like that? No, I don't watch anything with Matthew McConaughey in it, if I can help oh, it. Okay. Oh, okay. You know, the future governor of Texas, you know. But, oh, well. Only, He's only never going to be governor of the state of Texas. Matthew, you're never going to be president, and you're never going to be governor. It's just, no, it ain't going to happen. I was a big old fan of that guy until uh, Tropic Thunder. I think was the best thing I saw him in recently, and that's a hundred years ago. But back to Lacey Chabert, um, I, I I'd like to send. I think more men who make sacrifices for their wives out of love and spend a lot of time watching the Hallmark Channel uh, and, and have to sit through our wives gushing over Tyler Hines and some of these other actors. And going to their stinking websites, their fan sites, I think it's, for the men, the male audience of the Hallmark Channel, we need more Lacey Chabert in surfing bodysuits. In, in body I, I, that's all I'm saying. I want to see her in more bodysuits. Well, that's why women's volleyball in, in the Olympics. I want to see Lacey Chabert playing volleyball on a Hawaiian beach, okay, in a bodysuit. How does that make you feel? You don't want her in a bikini? I want to see Lacey Chabert in a bikini uh, on the beach of Hawaii, on the beaches of Hawaii, playing volleyball. Yes. What are you playing Clue over here? I'm just saying <laughs> I'm increase, we're just fleshing out the image here. And I do mean fleshing. I'm just saying for the male audience, we want to see more Lacey skin. Okay, there you go. There you go. You're I said saying it. You're a man. I said it. I'm a man. I have needs. Have a great day, brother. I'm just, God you know, you. All right, I gotta go. I'm just saying, we want the male audience of Hallmark wants more Lacey, okay, in Lacey things, and, and that's all I'm saying. Just to, to throw a bone to your male audience right. who sit there and suffer this, you know, programming on da- on a daily basis. You know, so think about us once in a while. What have we learned here? In these last couple, that I'm minutes, a dirty old man. That you sit there in the <laughs> living room of your home, that you share with your beautiful wife, and you sit there and you have lustful thoughts about a 40 year old dude. Woman. There's this guy who come who is in all these movies, and he's got a little trimmed artsy fartsy beard, and he always rides a motorcycle in the TV movies. Mm-hmm. And every time that dude strolls into camera shop, my wife is like, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> What's his name? Tyler what? Tyler Hines. I bet he gets little cans of beans. Yeah, Yeah, I bet he does. He gets whatever he wants. He's actually in a Canadian comedy show 
that's really profane. He and I is can't, Canadian. He is Canadian. Right. Oh, you know him too. See, yeah. see, you're watching a lot of Hallmark too. Aren't no, you? I know who he is. Oh, you know who he is. Yeah. He was in some show uh, that's uh, uh, we, somebody we used to watch. I uh, hear about that's really dirty, and it's about some friends in Can- Canada. <laughs> the Trailer Park Boys. But he's no, like an artsy fartsy guy. He also does little self-produced artsy movies and stuff. My wife loves his ass. Okay, right. she she he straddles that motorcycle, you know. My wife again is just sitting there getting <laughs> dewy in the eyes, you know. They get animated so, big. Yeah, so what right. So when when Lacey comes on the camera, I don't feel bad about it at all, man. I don't believe I just want to see her in more summer settings. I want to see her in more warm weather settings. She's always in the snow. We want Lacey on the beach, baby. More Lacey on the beach. Okay, for your your male audience uh, consuming the Hallmark product. Don't is that too much to ask? She's a beautiful woman. Yes, she is. Yeah. Not quite as pretty as my wife, because she's a white chick. Probably you not know? as dangerous as your wife either. So. No, no. She's not nearly as dangerous as my wife. That's why I get nervous when the chick's checking out all those episodes of Forensic Files and I'm not around. Mm-hmm. Baby, you watching the ID channel again? Why is that, baby? Why are you always watching true crime, baby? You want to learn where to hide the body? So anyway, I uh, <laughs> What's leave the, no clues. <laughs> What's with the bleach? <laughs> What's with the bleach, baby? Yeah. I don't think that. Baby, why is the fire pit like long and rectangular? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All these bags are live, boy. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Thank you, James. Thanks for Lane Rodriguez, our executive, executive producer, Don Morgan. And my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye. Thank you.